Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Fighting Illini football team is going bowling. They are now 6-1 after the homecoming win over the Minnesota Gophers. They got the win 26-14, so they are officially bowl eligible. Second time since 2015, first time since 2019 when they went to the Red Box Bowl in California, losing to the Cal Bears. Illinois got the big homecoming win. We are here to talk about the game and everything that happened today in the game and what it means moving forward for the Illinois Fighting Illini. They're still ranked, and they're still on top of the Big Ten West. Welcome into the Coach Steve Show. 
Uh, please hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Uh, give it a rating and a follow on Apple and iTunes. Helps grow the podcast tremendously. Also, make sure you're checking out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Podcast, blogs, material, uh, different things there for everybody, not just sports related, but there's something there for everybody. So go check all that out. Um, like and subscribe for sure. Illinois hosted the Minnesota Gophers, and it did not disappoint in being a very tough physical game. Coming into the game, we didn't know if Isaiah Williams is was going to be healthy. We didn't know if... Tommy DeVito was going to be healthy. We didn't know if the Illinois secondary and defense was going to be healthy. Well, everybody was healthy. Everybody was back. Tommy DeVito comes back from his ankle injury. Isaiah Williams um, clears any type of concussion protocol, and he made it back into the game. And our secondary was healthy. The defense was healthy. Uh, nobody was injured. So to have him back really elevated the mood for the Illinois final line. I, in the breakdown of the preview, I talked about what the offense would look like with Tommy DeVito in, but what it would also look like without Art Statowski. And the hope was you'd have Tommy DeVito play even if he wasn't healthy, but also for the very knock on wood off chance if something happened to DeVito again, that you have Art Statowski in a backup. I, I, mean, I would be okay if you start Art Statowski, but Tommy DeVito was able to be there dressed just in case something would happen and Tommy DeVito comes in. He was lights out. Uh, Chase Brown did his thing, lights out. Um, the defense gave up some big runs, but they only gave up 14 points. That's too much, too many points in their eyes, but to only give up 14 points puts you in a great position to win the game. Uh, I said the preview Minnesota was going to be a tough team. They were coming off their bye week. Um, they're getting um, Ibram back at their running back who looks – he and Chase Brown are neck and neck, um, some of the best running backs in the in the Big Ten, if not in the nation. They look exactly the same running the football, how hard they run, how, how they make their cuts, how patient they are at the line of scrimmage. I said in my preview having him come back, uh, their quarterback Morgan, who has been there for six years, uh, you know, he was a red shirt, so he had five years, and then the COVID year gave him another year. Um, so he's the most winning quarterback in Minnesota. Uh, go for history, having all that stuff. P.J. Flake at head coach the week off. Minnesota, I believe I had the number one defense in the whole nation statistical-wise. So all those coming in was going to be tough. I did. I am now 3-0. and I've said Illinois is going to beat Wisconsin on as a title. I said Illinois was going to beat Iowa. Now I've said Illinois was going to beat Minnesota. I am undefeated in those categories for the Illinois final line. So I'm going to continue that trend. But we talked about the keys to the game. One thing I noticed when we're starting the defensive side first was the defensive side of the ball gave up more points than what they wanted, more plays than what they wanted. You know, the big plays is what hurt them. They, they I think they're okay with giving up some of the yards, but as long as they don't score, they they don't like giving up the big plays. Um, Abram, the running back, had 127 yards rushing. He averaged 8.5 yards per carry. His biggest run was 44 yards, and he had a rushing touchdown. Um, but I do believe that knowing that that – it was going to be hard to stop him. They hold they held Tanner Morgan to only 21 yards passing. To hold a team to 21 yards passing is is phenomenal. They were very physical. Minnesota has very good receivers. Very good receivers. Um, the the span forward is very aggressive, and Daniel Jackson is very aggressive. But there was only six guys that caught a pass. 
only six guys. The, Tanner Morgan was 4'12". Then he got injured. He, he was getting tackled. One of the Illinois players come flying in his head, hit him in the hel- his hand, excuse me, hit him in the helmet. Nothing egregious, nothing like he was trying to punch. He was just diving to go tackle him, hit him in the head. Um, I don't have an update on him. It looked more like a neck injury and than anything. I hope he's okay. Um, then they bring in a redshirt freshman. He goes two of six, 17 yards. So the only home to six of 18 total was great. Now, Minnesota came in saying they were going to run the football. Um, there were points in, in time where I, at first I thought the Illinois defense looked a little tired, and that was one of my keys coming into this was that the Illinois defense was on the field way, way too much during the Iowa game because we were just run, 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 uh, punt, or pass, 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 punt, and we weren't methodically moving the ball down the field. We weren't getting the first downs, and the defense really had to uh, bail us out during that Iowa game. And my, that was my fear of were they going to be tired? And there were at some points that the front, the defensive line, the linebackers looked more tired because – uh, Minnesota was doing a lot of wide zone. Um, they were very patient in the run game, getting the cuts, getting the back cuts, and getting big explosive runs. You know, his longest run was 44 yards. When he averaged 8.5 yards per carry, he you know they might have popped off six yard runs, this yard runs. Um, the little, the only passes they completed just came at certain times. That's what it looked like at first, and then the more you watched it, the more I realized, okay. The offensive line for Minnesota is just very good. And so it was probably one of the best run-blocking O-lines they've seen outside of Iowa and Wisconsin. This is maybe one of the top, um, in my opinion, watching how they were blocking Illinois' D-line. So it wasn't necessarily that they were tired. They might have been the hype of homecoming, the hype of this game you're ranked. They really settled in, and that defense really started to become the defense for them. Uh, You know, the big kick return did not help them. And that put Minnesota in a big spot to score. And so really looking at the defense, they probably gave up only just the seven points. And then, you know, they did give up. They did end up rushing in, but that big kick return really put the, the defense in a bad spot. So, I mean, you could say the defense really gave up those points, but really special teams, if you don't allow them to get all the way down there to the goal line almost, um, they don't give up those points. But at first I thought they looked tired. Um, I couldn't tell, and then the more you watch, the more Minnesota's run. Their offensive line just did amazing on that fourth and goal, or not fourth and goal, excuse me, just that fourth down and short. Um, they had that, well, when the new quarterback came in, they had that big push up front. It, it, there was a bobbled snap, push on the front of the O-line. That just showed you that that O-line was just very, very good today and, and run game. Now, we did pressure Morgan a lot, so the pass protection – was suspect. Their run game was great, but when Illinois able to combat that and get them into passing situations, um, we really pressured them up front in the um, pass rush, which is what you want to do. It's, it's you know it was a great thing to see. I was like I said, I was worried about. It. Then the more you watch, the more they started to get their feet under them, the more they started to get that type of pressure. And so to have that was great. Loved seeing it. That showed that they weren't tired. Still that dominant. Um, defense that they are and and there was no question about it uh, that they were going to continue to play that way the more momentum they started to get Um, you know hold them to 2 of 7 on 3rd down only 180 total yards Um, again you know they uh, did throw 3 interceptions so Illinois was able to pick them off near the end there they had the 1 early then they had the 2 late on the new quarterback the big key takeaway here and until we get to the Illinois offense is Minnesota only had the ball on offense for 19 minutes and 56 seconds. Illinois had it for 40 minutes and 4 seconds. That's a big tell of the game. 
And so Illinois' defense really forcing them to get to punt, forcing um, them to get off the field. And then Illinois' offense did a very good job of staying on the field. And I think that was a big takeaway of we don't necessarily have to go up-tempo the entire time. We can methodically move the ball. We can keep their offense off the field. We can keep that running game off the field. And so all that put together was great. So this is good to see the defense um, really step up, prove me wrong at the very beginning when I thought they looked tired. They weren't tired, and I'm sorry I even thought that about them. I was just very worried about how much they were on the field, and they proved it all wrong, and they came in and played well. The defensive line, great on the pass rush. Their safety's coming down flying and making tackles and doing all those type of things. The couple big runs they gave up made you a little worrisome of where is it going to pop off and score. They never did. You always felt that way with the old Illini um, before Coach Bielma got here. And ever since he's gotten there and Coach Walters, there's been no – that's that's kind of gone away now. You, you have that kind of feeling, but now it becomes more of, well, do we necessarily think that's going to happen? Um, I don't think so anymore. We're, we're more confident now than we were. The offense, again, the big takeaway there was they had the ball for 40 minutes and four seconds, but you had Isaiah Williams back, you still have Chase Brown, and you have Tommy DeVito back. And the curious thing for him was, how's his ankle going to hold up? You couldn't tell he had a bad ankle. He took off and ran twice for first downs. Uh, he had the rushing touchdown. The, they faked the the zone read, or not faked it. They ran a zone read. The defense end comes flying in. He kept the ball and ran for a touchdown. He looked great. And what really sticks out to people, at least for me, was the passing. He was 25 of 32. Um, there were a time where he was like, I think he was 12 of 13. Like he was just all, it was his passing attack was on point, 252 passing yards and one touchdown. And then Coach Bielma was very aggressive. They converted a fourth and six and a fourth and five. Then I believe a fourth and third. They were four for four on fourth downs. Coach Bielma said, screw this. We're going after this. We're going to win this game. It's homecoming. We have the confidence. Our defense is playing great. So they're going to go for it. Um, 472 yards of total offense, 252 through the air from Tommy DeVito. Chase Brown did his thing, 41 carries for 180 yards, 220 total rush yards for Illinois. They averaged 4.1 yards per rush, 54 total rush attempts. Um, the big thing, one thing that kind of stuck away was they had six penalties for 56 yards. There was a couple holding calls that I did not agree with on the line for Illinois. Um, some of the pass interferences, there was one I didn't agree with. Um, the rest were fine. So they had more penalties than I'm sure Coach Bielma and company um, would have liked to have seen. But Tommy DeVito was a big difference maker. And this is no offense to Chase Brown. I'm going to get to him in a second. But the big key was the passing. This is what's been missing <clears throat> Excuse me, from the Illinois offense. With Brandon Peters at quarterback, with Arsatowski at quarterback, you know, we that was what was missing last year, I believe, was a passing attack. Chase Brown did everything he could last year, and we, you know, we won five games last year because of that run game. But it does come a point, especially in college football, where when you want to compete and you want to win your decide of the division, you want to compete for your conference championship, is you have to have consistent, competent quarterback play. And Coming in, DeVito is now getting more comfortable in the offense. Um, the passing, because last year we would have wide open receivers, and I'm sorry, we would just miss them. We'd miss hitches. We would overthrow guys. To have a guy hitting these throws, he can move outside the pocket and throw on the run. We could throw short little passes and to give him some confidence throwing the football and seeing it be completed, which then helps Chase Brown in the run game. To throw for 252 yards is amazing. 7.9 yards per completion and a touchdown, and he has a rushing touchdown because he can move. 
That helps out Chase Brown. We get, I mean, we were on the field a lot. 41, 41 carries for Chase Brown, six carries for Chase Hayden, three carries for Tommy DeVito, um, and Tommy DeVito threw the ball 32 times. So that's just a ton of plays that we got from our defense um, getting Minnesota's offense off the field. And so he was – Chase Brown is Chase Brown. And, again, we're talking about saying Tommy DeVito was the big first key to play that way in the passing game to help Chase Brown in that run game. But also the receiver stepping up, getting open, making good catches. Isaiah Williams, nine catches, 62 yards. Pat Bryant, seven receptions, 58 yards. Brian Hightower, three catches, 55 yards. Chase Brown also had three catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown on the very opening drive. They they faked a run to him, then he stops, runs a wheel because they're not looking at him anymore and gets a touchdown. Chase Washington, two big catches for 16 yards. So those type of things are really helping the receivers, making good catches, and the receivers getting open. Those have been the things missing from an Illinois offense. We've found a way to run the football, but it's been competent, consistent quarterback play, and it's been having receivers making plays. Um, and what's great about this is if you can get the receivers – open and they're making catches and you and it's always somebody different each week somebody always leading the receptions then there's no one really to key on they've been keen on just Isaiah Williams but if Pat Bryant Brian Hightower and Casey Washington start to step up and start making these catches they all can't key on Isaiah Williams anymore if consistently these receivers are getting open and consistently these guys are catching the football and having long catches, you know, Chase Brown had the 40-yard catch, but Brian Hightower's longest one was 35 yards. Like, those type of things. It opens up the run game. It gives your quarterback confidence. And then that defense has to play base defenses and try to do different things, but they can't key. They can't say, okay, we're going to double this guy. Well, you really can't because if you double him, somebody else is open. You're going to have to just start playing because you don't really know who to key on in the pass game. Those are the two big things that we've been missing from an Illinois offense. And, you know, Coach uh, uh, Lunny has done a great job working with this offense to do this. But Tommy DeVille and the receivers have been the big key thing here is, and the reason why I make them the big key here is because Chase Brown's going to do his thing. He's gonna. He gets stronger running the football as the game goes on. He's going to be a great NFL running back, and it's time to start putting Chase Brown's name in that Heisman Trophy discussion because you can look at other teams and see what they're doing, have these other guys in this Heisman discussion. Illinois is a handful of plays away from being 7-0 right now, 7-0 overall and 4-0 in conference. There are a couple plays away. They should have beat Indiana. That's going to be a, a heel to Illinois is that they should have beat Indiana. But Chase Brown had 180 yards carrying the ball and a passing catch. Never had the opportunity to get a rushing touchdown, but he's more about the team winning. 41 carries for 180 yards. He trains like a pro. He's always in the training room. He's watching film. You hear them talk about it all the time. He's always on to the next round. I guarantee he's already tweeted out, we're on to the next, we're on to the next. That's that's their mentality. They're on this little bye week until they have to play again, which is great to just to recuperate. They need to start putting him in that Heisman Trophy candidate because Coach Bielma needs to be up for – if they continue strong and they end the year strong, Coach Bielma has to be in contention for Coach of the Year. Tommy DeVee, uh, Coach Lenny Jr. and Coach Walters – there has to be like a co-coordinator award that they need to get. And I think you need to give Chase Brown and that offensive line um, a Heisman Trophy uh, candidate talk. Because for Chase Brown to help lead this Illinois team, who people, they were not looking at Illinois this year. And we have, as Illinois fans, we knew what we had. We knew what the possibility was doing, but we've been hurt so many times, we weren't even 100% sure. 
but seeing what they become now, they're 24th in the nation right now. Tomorrow, um, or when they come out with it on Sunday, they'll be ranked higher. I don't know how much higher, but they'll be ranked higher. Um, Chase Brown needs to be in that Heisman Trophy conversation. It's time to put him in there. He ha- he's he's breaking all these Illinois records. Um, he's already over a thousand yards rushing this year. He's a leading re- nation in rushing. Um, people, someone put up there today is the running back from Michigan the best. I would take Chase Brown over him. So he needs to start being in that Heisman discussion. And so that's why I did the keys to this were Tommy DeVito and the wide receivers for the offense. Chase Brown's always going to get his thing. You watch him run. He's very patient. He'll wait at the line of scrimmage and start there and try to find that open hole. It looks like an NFL running back. Because in the NFL, they have to do it. They have to wait for a hole to get created. Um, high school, it's hard to tell a running back to be patient like that in high school because you're dealing with, you know, maybe not every O-lineman there is a true O-lineman at the high school level. In the NFL, they're all true NFL, uh, offensive line guys. They can be patient for something to open up because they're going to try to run. They're going to run block for six seconds. College is the same way. But in college, you're seeing them. You're aiming for this point. You have to do this. You have to do this. He'll make his cuts. He'll do all that stuff. But he's very, very patient. He will wait for that hole to be created and, and then sometimes create his own. But he's very patient. He looks like an NFL running back. So that's why he's always going to do that. He gets stronger as it goes on. He's great at running the wide zone. He's great at running inside zone. Um, he's a great teammate. So that's why he's, he's going to do that every game. He might necessarily get you 100, 180 yards every single game. He's going to get you anywhere from 95 to 125, somewhere in there. But when Tommy, but he's going to do that all the time. The O-line played great, run blocking and pass blocking against a very good Minnesota defense, mind you. Again, I believe they were number one. They only gave up eight-some points a game, too. So even though their schedule hasn't been as tough as Illinois, for, for the Illinois offensive line to do this against Wisconsin – to do this against Iowa, and to do this against uh, Minnesota three weeks in a row. It's been amazing to watch what Coach Miller has done there with this O-line that he is he is molding into what he wants to do and molding in what, to what the offense wants to do. And and Coach Bielma, a great person for Coach Miller to, to, to talk with about O-line play because Coach Bielma is an offensive line guy and a defensive guy. It's a weird combination. But Coach Miller, the way he's getting those guys to play, we have to give kudos to that offensive line during this uh, win streak we've got going on because without them, we wouldn't be 6-1. and one. Last year, you're dealing with an offensive line that was coached differently in a different system, and even though they were older, they had seen everything, that's what helped kind of lead them to, uh, not kind of, it did help them lead to that Penn State 9-overtime win. But now they can mold this it's not young, quote-unquote, age-wise. It's young experience-wise. And they can mold it into what they want to do to build off that to try to consistently do this year in and year out. And so they have been a major anchor point of this as well in the Minnesota team, this game also, because Minnesota has a very good defense. We cannot forget that. We cannot forget that. They're they're very good statistically. Somewhere I saw they were number one. So th- it was a great game overall for homecoming. It was finally... We saw a breakout from the offense in the Wisconsin game. Iowa, you know, which kind of it didn't really take a step back. It was just kind of stagnant. We took that next step today versus a tough Minnesota coach team, tough player team. Um, and the offense continue to take these next steps are going to be critical going down the stretch. You know, looking to – they're not going to look ahead. They're going to look right at Minnesota. They get a bye week and they'll look right at Nebraska. Sorry, Nebraska to play them on October 29th at Nebraska. 
But as a fan, we're going to look a little bit ahead here. We're number one in the Big Ten West. Um, Purdue, as of this moment that I'm recording this, you know, they're sitting at two and one in conference, four and two overall. Illinois, if they beat Nebraska and Purdue, they could punch their ticket and beat Nebraska or Northwestern at the end of the year, could punch a ticket to play in the Big Ten title game. And so I'm already looking at December 3rd. I have a Bonnie tickets, but if it happens, I'm going to try to get my butt to Indianapolis because I don't know when we – we haven't seen this. You know, we saw the in basketball. We haven't seen it in football. Um, but they have a tough stretch coming. You know, this was a tough stretch. Then they get a bye week, which is what they wanted. Coach, be able to talk about the schedule. If they survive this, they get that bye week, and they continue on. They, they have a shot, you know. They have to go to Nebraska, and then they host Michigan State, and then they host Purdue. Then they have to go to Michigan, which is a very tough place to play. Then they have to go to Northwestern. So they have another tough stretch of games coming up. But give I give credit to the strength and conditioning staff to keep them. Uh, I mean, I, I know they got a little bit banged up, but they were healthy. Now they get a bye week. So the training staff, the strength and conditioning coach, um, Tank, they call him Tank, and getting all those guys – you know, these guys ready to go has been phenomenal. So it was a fun game to watch. Watching Tommy DeVito pass the ball over the place, Chase Brown running the ball over the place, watching that line, watching the defense. It was great. Um, Illinois is going bowling. They only won five games last year, and now they're sitting at 6-1. and one. And the great message that we're seeing already after the game from guys tweeting and Coach Bielma, they're not done yet. They're focusing on the bye week, and they're focusing on Nebraska. So fun time to be an Illinois fan, overall basketball, football, and everything. Um, that wraps up this episode. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Follow me, follow it, the podcast, and right on Apple and iTunes. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Go check out all the other episodes. Um, we will see you guys next time. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.